Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 39 of Be With Me. Yesterday, when we left you in uh, episode 38, we found that Peter, in Matthew 26, verse 75, Peter had betrayed the Lord three times, the rooster crows, and the last verse we read said that he went out and wept bitterly. And I concluded that we're supposed to be like Peter in the sense that the story doesn't end there. We kind of looked ahead in some scripture to First Peter and that the Lord's going to restore him. Um, we're going to change the story today and we're going to talk about Judas. And I think it's very interesting that it follows right on the heels of Peter, who is restored, and then uh, Judas, who is not restored. Now, Judas has some elements that are helpful for us to look at, but I'm going to title this this observation, Regret Without Remedy, and I think that describes what happens to Judas. So we are in Matthew chapter 27. I'm going to start with verse number one, because this is just sets the scene here. When morning came, that is the sunrise of Good Friday, this is the so-called third phase of Jesus's Jewish trials, and this is where they actually make a decision. They can't make a decision till sunrise. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death, and they bound him and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate, the governor. So the third Jewish trial closes, and he's off to Pilate. Meanwhile, then here we are in verse 3. This is about Judas now. Then Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned. He changed his mind and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. They said, what is that to us? See to it yourself. Take care of your sin yourself, basically. And throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple, he departed and went and hanged himself. But the chief priest, taking the pieces of silver, said, It's not lawful for, to put them into the, the treasury, since it is blood money. So they took counsel and brought with them, bought with them the potter's field as a burial place for strangers. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then it was fulfilled what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him on whom a price had been set by some of the sons of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. So I want to talk today about repentance versus regret. Now, repentance is the hardest thing in the world. Uh, it's very expensive, but it is possible. It's universal. Everybody has to deal with it. And uh, it kind of starts with a recognition. So let's talk about uh, what happens to Judas. Does Judas take ownership of the problem? And in my opinion, yes. He says, I have sinned by betraying uh, own, uh, innocent blood. And he has some specificity here on one hand that uh, he betrayed innocent blood, but he kind of like doesn't go... Uh, far enough. So what he doesn't do is he doesn't solve the problem. He ends the problem by his suicide. Now, I want to say something about suicide, uh, first of all. 
this is what we're talking about is a unique episode with an individual. And if you've had family members or friends experience uh, suicide, it's not it's likely not from this reason. And so I have a great uh, compassion. So this is just about just speaking about Judas, not about uh, depression and mental illness and other things that are affecting our fallen world today. So we see Judas saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. The Pharisees say, see to it yourself. And I think that's really instructive as, as to what happens here, is he doesn't go the extra mile. He doesn't go to recognize that his sin is against the Lord and that there's a substitutionary plan for this, that he can uh, be restored by the by the expense of the Lord, if you will. So though he has ownership and some specificity, and he also has grief, he feels bad about this, uh, bad enough to uh, commit suicide, but he doesn't embrace conviction and doesn't doesn't go to the remedy. So I think uh, Judas has regret, and I think he has some recognition of what the problem is that he has betrayed innocent blood. The problem with him is, is he doesn't go to the remedy. He sees to it by himself, and he doesn't go to where Peter is going to go. Uh, we looked ahead a little bit. Peter gets restored. And I suppose Judas, and under with repentance, could have been restored and decides to sh- short-circus this repentance process by uh, committing suicide. So I think it's a I think Judas serves as a good example here of uh, regret, but not of true uh, repentance. Repentance would have some of the things he had, ownership and specificity and some grief, but it would also recognize that it's to the Lord and and recognize that there's substitution and that there's an atonement for available, which Judas does not access. So I think Judas can be instructive for us, which is don't just have regret. Apply the remedy of Jesus's uh, Savior and his uh, blood and his atonement and his forgiveness so that we can be restored and hopefully not do the, the sin again. So Judas, of all people, serves as a good example here, first of being a bad example, because he has regret without remedy. But I think if we take it the extra step, we apply the lessons we learned from Peter, we actually know that there can be a remedy uh, for sin, for violation of uh, all these principles of life. And we all need this. This is universal. So hopefully today, uh, Judas can be a good example for us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.